stand, we're going to bring to this pulpit Brother Preston Wells, and we want him to preach what the Lord has laid on his heart. Amen. God bless you, Brother Preston, in the name of the Lord. How many are thankful for Calvary today? I'm thankful for a God that's, he washed my sins away. He brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. He's still making a way where there is no way. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'd love some piano this morning or evening. Thank you very much. Last week I talked to my pastor about I wanted to preach again, uh, what I want to do, and and uh, he told me that I, I, depending on how he felt this week, at, I, I make it preach this week, and so uh, God, I feel like he laid a thought on my mind for somebody here today, maybe struggling, maybe going through some things, but I believe God's going to bring you out today. Uh, I believe God gave me a word, and <clears throat> if you'll preach with me, we'll get into the word of the Lord this this evening, Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. I would like to give honor to my pastor for giving me this opportunity. It means a lot, for sure. Give someone like me an opportunity. I appreciate it, Brother Motes. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind Reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark. Somebody say, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Also, when you're hearing Matthew chapter 24, and verse 11 through 13, <clears throat> Matthew 24, 11 through 13. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many, and because <clears throat> iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold, but he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. I believe what Matthew's saying is this. I know there's distractions on every hand. Many false prophets are going to arise and deceive many, many, but this one thing I know, if you endure to the end, he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. I believe it could also be said like this. If you don't endure to the end, you won't be saved. Now, I don't know about you this, this evening, but that's the most important thing in my life. I've got to be saved. I can't be lost. I can't miss making it to heaven. That's got to be the most important thing in our lives this morning. we got to make it to heaven. Hallelujah. 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 Can we set our Bibles down and ask the Lord, the anointing of the Lord to flow in this place. Jesus, anoint this message. Anoint our hearts to receive this message and our ears to hear. Use your servant, Jesus. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Has he ever brought you out of darkness? Has he ever kept you? Has he ever brought you out? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe your, prom your problems don't equal your promises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated this morning. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His name was Glenn Vernice Cunningham. He was born August the 4th, 1909, and he died March 10th, 1988. He was born in Atlanta, Kansas, a small town about 50 miles from Wichita, and at the age of eight, he was burned very badly in an accidental fire caused by his brother. 
The doctors told his parents they needed to amputate his legs, but Glenn was so distressed, his parents told the doctors no. The doctors told them that he might never walk normally again. He had lost all the flesh on his knees and on his shins and all the toes on his left foot. His transverse arch, which is the part of the body that is responsible with aiding in and maintaining balance in the body, and it also helps in forward movement like walking and running, was practically destroyed. It looked like a hopeless situation. But this man had a desire more than anything else to run again and to compete in a race. It was his sole purpose in life. So every morning he'd wake up with a positive attitude thinking maybe today will be the day. And two, two years down the road in 1919 he tried for the first time again to walk in years. And I'm sure he may have fallen many times and he may have, maybe he felt like giving up. But I can only imagine the joy he must have felt that first time he took that step. It may, it may not seem like much to me or you, but to this man, it seemed like mountains moving. What was just a simple step to us was this man's path to running his race again. Amen. I'm sure the next day after that, he got up even more excited and determined than he was the day before in anticipation of one day running his race. Hallelujah. What was just one step on the journey yesterday, it became two steps today. And what was just two steps today, it became three steps tomorrow. And before he knew it, he wasn't just walking, he began to run. And before he knew it, he wasn't just running, he began to jog. And before he knew it, he wasn't just jogging, he began to compete. And what what began as just a simple step, turned into one of the greatest runners the world has ever seen, competing in multiple Olympics and still considered one of the greatest American milers of all time. I believe that Glenn Cunningham's success story can be summed up into one single phrase. He finished the race. Hallelujah. He finished the race. I don't know about you this morning, but maybe somebody ought to get that attitude about the kingdom of God. You may be going through some hard times right now. Maybe your finances are low. Maybe your health is struggling. I don't know what it is that you're going through, but I know a God. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can even ask or think. He that started a good work in you, he'll bring it to completion. If you think what you're doing for God right now is insignificant, well, let me tell you something. One step in the right direction now is the beginning It's the beginning of the greatest race you'll ever run. God doesn't need you to do the hard stuff. He just needs you to do what he's called you to do and run your race. And he will give the increase. I know we've been praying for a long time for revival to come in weeches. And if we want to ever see it come to pass in this last day, we got to finish our race. And I know we've been praying for a mighty outpouring of his spirit in this last day and hour. And if you want to see it come to pass, you got to finish the race. He's calling you too. I know we've been praying for signs, wonders, and miracles. And I've been, I know we've been going into the deep things of God. But if you want to see it come to pass, hallelujah, you got to finish your race this morning. Hallelujah. He that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. The only way you can win, the only way you can win in your race is by finishing the race. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord if you believe it this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated. 
I believe in a race, there are three important components that athletes must have, <clears throat> must have if they want to be successful. Number one is preparation. This happens before they ever step foot on the track, before they see the crowd or hear the cheers. This happens at home in the gym when they begin to build up the strength in those muscles to, comp to compete and to finish their race. Number two is consecration, which is the part where an athlete sells out completely to the goal. It is where they take complete ownership of their success or their failure. <clears throat> the race has to be their chief priority. More than anything else, they have to be consecrated to, to the race. They have to believe in their goal. Number three is the completion. This is the last and final step. This is on game day when the pressure's on and there's distractions all around and it's hard to focus, but they're like the horse in the, in the race. They put the blinders on and they're focused on the end goal. They know where they've got to get and they focus on that. A successful runner will always find a way to block out all the distractions around and focus on the goal. And I believe today that there are three steps that we have to, to, to do to finish our race in the kingdom of God. I believe there's got to be some preparation, some time at home in a prayer closet searching for the Spirit of God alone, longing for the deep things of the Spirit. If you, if you truly want to finish your race, you have to believe in it for yourself. You can't take someone else's word for it, but you have to search out the scriptures for in them ye think ye have eternal God, don't just, eternal life. Don't just take my word for it. Don't take Brother Motes' word for it. Search it out. Prepare. I believe there's also got to be some consecration involved before you can finish your race. You have to make up in your mind that I'm going all the way with God. It doesn't matter the obstacles in my way. It doesn't matter the mountains I have to face or the hills I have to climb. I'm going all the way. I'm sold out to the goal. I've got to finish. I've got to go across the finish line. I've got to receive the prize. Hallelujah. If you only commit half of your life to the kingdom and keep the other half for your guess what your level of anointing will be 50% I'm sorry but I don't want 50% I don't want 60% I don't want 70% I don't want 99 and a half percent I want 100% of what God wants for me everything he's got for me that's what I want it's just like in the old days when the priests would anoint the kings they let that anointing oil run from the top of their head to the sole of their feet that's what I want I want the anointing from the top of my head to the sole of my feet hallelujah and finally the last the last step in the in the process is the completion part this is after you prepare this is after you've consecrated this is after you've done the will of God this is the part where God begins to let you in on the deep things of his spirit this is where you can see the signs wonders and miracles happening in your life this is where you can lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover this is where mountains are moved strongholds are loose all things are passed away behold all things are come new but it only happens after you prepared and after you consecrated it only happens when you've let God know that he can trust you to do what he's called you to do it only happens after that you've finished your race hallelujah 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 thank you Jesus I want to finish my race I don't know about you I want to go all the way I don't want to stop halfway hallelujah I want every part of what God wants for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you believe in it, if you believe in it this morning, if you believe what I'm preaching, somebody give God glory. Hallelujah. He's worthy. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Musicians can come this morning. I believe God is about to pour out His Spirit in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Before Brother William Seymour arrived on the scene in Los Angeles to to preach the Azusa Street Revival, there was a young lady by the name of Carney, and at the age of 15 in 1904, she received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Two Two years later, she was leading some of her friends in having a prayer meeting when Brother Seymour knocked on the door and asked if they were praying for revival. When they said yes, he said, I'm here to preach that revival. That prayer meeting group took up an offering that paid, uh, that paid for the use of an abandoned barn that they would use in the revival. It is recorded that Carney and many others in the prayer meetings testified of supernatural miracles they received in those prayer me- meetings. Missing limbs growing back, missing teeth growing back, tumors falling off. There were many notable miracles that happened in those prayer meetings. Carney understood that she couldn't do much. But, but she did understand that if she did her part, that if she finished her race that God was calling her to, that God would give the increase. What started as just a teenager trying to do what she could for God turned into one of the greatest revivals that the apostolic movement in the world has ever seen. Hallelujah. It wasn't started by a big name preacher or someone that had talent or a good voice. It was just started by a group of teenagers that believed God could do something miraculous through them. Just because what you're doing for God and for the kingdom of God may look insignificant. God takes insignificant attempts at greatness. And he turns them into powerful demonstrations of his spirit. Oh, I'm thankful this morning for Carney. I'm thankful for the story. I'm thankful that God can turn what I'm doing into something great. I'm thankful for the Carneys that finished their race. I'm thankful for the William Seymours that finished their race. I'm thankful for the Glenn Cunninghams that finished their race. I'm thankful for the founders of this church that finished their race. The sister Dorothy Bobbins, the brother J.C. Hammonds, the sister Memal Pilkingtons that finished their race. All the men and women of God that have gone before that have made an impact the ones that finished their race but I'm challenged today as well because while we celebrate the lives of these men and women of God and the race that they ran for God and the impact that they have I have to wonder what, what will our story be did we finish our race did we keep the faith did we go all the way or did we stop halfway oh I don't know about you Oh, but I want to finish my race. Oh, I want to do everything God's calling me to. I don't want to stop halfway. I don't want to stop till I got through the pearly gates. Oh, till I made it to the other side. I want to make an impact. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These altars are open. Hallelujah to whosoever will. If you want to finish your race this morning, it starts right here. It, start, it starts at the altar of preparation, the altar of consecration. Oh, if you want to complete the work that God started in you, it starts right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah this morning. If you, if you feel it, come forward. God will do the work. Hallelujah. Do the work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.